The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've only got the one and only Norman Greenbaum on with us today. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. Now, Norman Greenbaum is, of course, an American singer-songwriter best known for writing and performing the 1969 number one song, Spirit in the Sky. But you knew that. So, first of all, Norman, how did you originally get into music in the first place? Well, I was growing up in Boston, and I liked Mm -hmm. music, uh, uh, middle school and high school. And I liked it so much, I went and got a guitar and learned how to play. And I liked to write, so I wrote some songs and took it from there. And so when I started to go to college in Boston, uh, there were lots of little clubs to play acoustic music. And so that's how I started. Yeah. And do you remember what the first song you ever wrote was? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I've been asked that. I just can't remember. Mm. And of course, you were in a band called Dr. West's Medicine Show and Junk Band. Was that quite early on or? That was. That was uh, after Boston, I moved to Hollywood. Uh, Los Angeles and uh, started a band with some people that I met and that was the Dr. West band and uh, that was our first recording Uh, that band uh, we did our first recording yeah and what songs did you have with them well we we did a song called the eggplant at eight chicago and the band was uh, sort of a jug band Mm. and uh we were kind of goofy and i wrote a lot of goofy songs at, at that time yeah. Uh, most uh, jug bands back then uh, just did cover versions of old uh, jug band folky type blues songs. Mm. But I was the only one that did original songs. So we mm. got signed rather quick and uh, everyone kind of liked the eggplant at eight Chicago. So we recorded it and it made the charts it got up to number 50 hey and i guess at the time because that was before you wrote spirit in the sky did you think that you could do better at that point or was that your biggest proudest moment at that point well uh i i was liking that moment and and we went on to tour and play uh many many clubs and everything Mm. and some concerts 
Uh, but, you know, a lot of bands kind of get tired of doing what they were doing and yeah. kind of want to change things a little bit. And so I got to that point where I, I didn't didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to go more legitimate in, into yeah. rock and roll. So I left the band and started uh, forming rock and roll type bands. Yeah. And what were some of those bands then that you formed? Well, basically, I, it, it was me as as the name of the group <laughs> with uh-huh. with a, a set, with people that were in the band with me. But mm-hmm. I went by we went by my name yeah. and um we did okay. We got some jobs and played some clubs and uh, took it from there. And it was going pretty good. And I was playing at the Troubadour in uh, West West Hollywood, uh, which is quite a famous club. And uh, a producer came up to me after the set and he said, I like your music. Uh, Let's talk. I have a record deal. I have a production deal, rather, with Warner Brothers Records mm. at the time. And also, he was the producer of The Love and Spoonful. Oh. And he had had, like, many, many hits. Among yeah. some other people, too. But he was most famous for that. And I said, sure, I'd love to talk to you about that, because I, I, I knew of uh, them. Yeah. And so we did, and, and we got together and came to some agreements. But he wanted me to move up up to San Francisco <clears throat> and work with him uh, on 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 music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wanted me to just come alone and have me signed as a single artist. So unfortunately, I had to disband the band, and I moved there. I already had written "Spirit in the Sky," yeah. and uh, we took it from there. Yeah, and that's interesting having a band that's under your name because a lot of people would just assume that it's just a solo person doing this right well uh lots of people did do it yeah uh i i was most i i was known just by my name as 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 a singer songwriter Mm. that's the way i started and uh in between bands and this and that and the other i still did that so i was known as that and and when i formed the bands uh they knew that it was just going to be called me yeah but they would get you know lots of credit and shares and stuff yeah so they got what they signed up for yeah so of course the song that most people know you for is spirit in the sky which was a number one hit in 1969 what was the process of coming up with that song how did you create it well it it happened over a period of time Mm. Uh, musically, uh, I had been fooling around with the music you know from the song, but mm. I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, in terms of the lyrics, I was a fan of country music, and uh, I would listen to it and, a lot and mm. also watch uh, the country shows on TV at the time. And I came across a singer, well, I kind of knew who he was, named Porter Wagoner. Yeah. And uh, back then he had his own show. And uh, about 20 minutes into the show, he always did a religious song. Mm. And at the time I was, I was quite a prolific writer, if I may say so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I listened, I said, that's kind of interesting. I've never done that. Mm. And so I said, well, you know, I can do that. 
And so I did. <laughs> and and then I, I, I basically tried some different arrangements and different styles. And then I said, well, gee whiz, what if I put it to this music I've had laying around in my head? Mm. Uh, maybe that'll just fit. And it did. Yeah. So that's the way we recorded it. <laughs> yeah. And it's such an instantly recognisable song as well. The moment you hear that distinctive, distorted guitar right at the start, you know what song you're listening to, don't you? Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, still to this day, I mean, people can go, I can name that song <laughs> yeah. in one note. Yeah, even for younger generations as well, I think it stands up more than a lot of songs from the 60s. Well, it it really has. Uh, It's been phenomenal uh, that it has. Uh, It was a very good production, Mm. and it's very different, and the sound sort of fits anywhere yeah uh, it doesn't sound like other music back then mm. and, and and then on uh it just was its own thing as they say yeah and how did you manage to get that distinctive distortion sound because it's probably hard enough even now when technology has progressed so how did you manage to do it like 50 years ago <laughs> Well, back then we didn't we didn't have the technology as as we do today. But yeah. uh, some of the technology then uh, people are looking back and wanting again. They they mm. like the sound of music on vinyl, and and some of the ways that people recorded when it was much more alive rather than so controlled. Yeah. And I had a friend who. Uh, he built things for, uh, musically for, for mm. bands. He, he knew how to build things, stuff, equipment. Yeah. And uh, so he built, he had built a uh, fuzz box for me. And mm. that's what I used. Oh. And uh, I finger picked, which a lot of people who have tried to do it, uh, they, they always use a pick. And and it was the it was the finger picking from folk music that I knew, and holding out the note. It's been and and it's a little goofy, and so uh, a lot of people have have a problem uh, playing my my goofy little parts. <laughs> yeah, they try though. <laughs> Yeah, it's been covered. It's been covered a bunch of times, as you probably know. It was number one two more times in England by two other groups. Ah, uh, yeah, of course, because sometimes I search for it in my music collection and I get some weird versions that I don't want. Oh yeah, well, there's always weird versions, <laughs> uh, but the version by Doctor and the Medics mm. uh, reached number one in England and uh, all over Europe. Yeah. And that was that was that was pretty good. I, I still uh, correspond with him, a nice guy, and so oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. And after that, uh, there was a gentleman named Gareth Gates. Oh yeah, and and he had something to do with a TV show they called the Kumars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they backed him up on it. It was kind of a interesting uh, version, but yeah. that also went to number one. And so uh, the song itself has been uh, number one in England and Europe three times, yeah, which definitely. is cool. And it's such yeah. an interesting thing for Gareth Gates to do a cover of it because he kind of does more soppy love songs normally. So he must have seen something he liked in your song. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it, I guess it took took him away from uh, <laughs> what, what he does. Yeah, but boy, yeah. it was a big hit. Yeah. Do you ever get kind of annoyed that you wrote loads of other songs, but you're only re 
really known for the one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, not anymore, hmm. but uh, I, I did <laughs> at, at many times in the past. Yeah. And why do you think that your subsequent songs didn't chart as well? Is it just that people were perhaps expecting the same thing again and didn't get it? Absolutely. They they wanted uh, something as powerful as that. Yeah. And the bottom line is how how <laughs> you know it was so unique mm. and uh so, so- mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a different type of recording. Where where do you go? So wherever mm. I went, it, it was difficult. But except playing live <laughs> and in concert and in clubs, uh, we did very well mm. with our other material. And of course, uh, it was easy to play Spirit in the Sky for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, people liked it so much. Mm. And I guess maybe releasing your best ones so early, perhaps oh, if you'd released the subsequent ones earlier, maybe they could have done better because you maybe peaked a bit too early. I don't know. Well, uh, actually, uh, Warner Brothers did release some other songs from the album and they did not do well uh until they finally agreed to release spirit in the sky as a single Mm -hmm. and that was released uh late in 1969 and we basically had to wait until after christmas 
uh, cause Christmas gets a little busy with other music and mm. whatever. <laughs> and so, uh, the beginning of the next year, 1970, uh, radio stations took to it. Yeah. And of all the songs you've written, do you have one that is your favorite and is it surprising? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> that's yeah. Not hard to answer. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not too I surprising. I mean, I have lots of songs <laughs> I really like, mm. uh, and like, and like singing and uh one called lucille got stealed yeah and and uh we do it now uh, when we play but uh but really it's my favorite along with a couple million other people (laughs) glad to be one of them yeah and are you still performing then and writing new music well not writing uh, hardly but um we do we do still perform. Of course, we were set back by the virus. Yeah. And we're just getting back together uh, with a new band. Ooh. And so we're, we're in rehearsal and we're hoping things calm down a little bit more and uh, yeah. to get back to playing. Yeah, definitely. And when do you think that will be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great question. Uh, I'd like to know that also. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hopeful, hopefully mm, yeah. by the end of the year. Yeah, that's what we said last year, isn't it, though? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, we were, we were just about ready to do a whole lot of things last summer. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, everybody just had to uh, stop. Mm, yeah. But now, now, uh, now it's starting up again uh, yeah. with protocols, and and people are taking care. Yeah. And so it's starting. So that's good. Yeah, it can't be too sure. much longer because I think people will go mad. Well, uh, we're all vaccinated um, and still take precautions and Mm. uh, don't let people come up and hug us and and things like that and meet and greet and all that. But, uh, you know, most bands have become quite sanitary on stage and uh, learned how to deal with with all that closeness that Mm. they had before. And, And it's okay. We've been out to a couple concerts just just as patrons and uh they went well for for the bands yep it's good to be safe because you don't want to end up visiting the spirit in the sky too early absolutely good way to put it (laughs) yeah yeah so what else do you like to get up to in your spare time when you're not performing and making music do you do anything else or is music your life well uh people people over the years thought i was a goat farmer which uh, wasn't exactly true. Uh, But back then when the song was happening, I mean, basically I was a musician and toured. Mm. My my ex-wife at the time was the person that wanted to raise goats rather than me. But, you know, I did it uh, when I was around, which was, you know, what did I do? I don't know. Clean the the barn. And, uh, but um, I got somehow people, you know, when you do interviews, People when they when they go back and write, uh, they kind of mix up things. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, uh, word got around that I was a goat farmer before <laughs> I was into music, and then I went back to goat farming. Mm. But it wasn't the, the truth. 
uh, I was I did musical before and after and during. Yeah, mm. but uh, and I like to I like to have a garden is mm. what I do, and uh, I have a garden every year when there's sun, and uh, <laughs> we do that, and it's it's a pleasure. And uh, when when music uh, is happening and has happened, we like we like to give back. So we do a lot of uh, we do work and raise money for uh, different causes. Yeah. And I, I like to do that. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any other projects coming up that you're working on? Well, uh, other than the band, not really. Mm. Uh, that's about it. You know. Uh, the virus is still with us, and uh, we're still, you know, in, to stay safe. I mean, we don't want to get involved with too much. No. Not yet. <laughs> but who knows? You know, things happen. And mm. um, But, I'm, you know, I'm into the culture of, of the county where I live, and uh, I've, I used to... Uh, go to the fairs they call them fairs here <laughs> and uh i would enter uh, pl uh flowers plants and i've got about 20 blue ribbons for that so that's been a good hobby for me yeah. but of course uh, the last two years they've had to keep <laughs> shut be, be shut down yeah that sounds like and fun. plus i i like horse racing oh and uh so I, I sponsor a race. I've been doing that for over 20 years wow. at the fair. And uh, so, uh, and I like to do a little gambling on the horses. <laughs> yeah. and I've, I, we do it on the uh, internet now. And yeah. sometimes I watch the races from England. Mm. They have them. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, the, and the jumpers and everything. Yeah, that's always fun. The Grand National every year in April. Well, the Ascot's pretty big, right? Oh, yeah. Royal Ascot, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big one. Yeah, so I, I enjoy that. Uh, I've always liked that. One When I was going to school... Uh, one year uh, in the summer, I had a job at a racetrack near Boston. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was sort of near it and I always had a liking for it. Yeah, definitely. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you if we want to do that? And also just listen to all your music that you've released over the years. Well, there's compilations here and there. Uh, yeah. a, a new uh, organization has taken over uh the uh distribution of the uh, uh compilations and the reissue of the original album mm. and uh, they're called concord music mm. and uh they're available um i'm i'm war i i have an acoustic uh album that i did uh two albums after spirit in the sky yeah. uh that i'm working on to redo with a bluegrass band uh, we're we're trying to work that out okay. uh, so that's a project i might get uh into uh in the near future and uh if everything calms down and uh people are uh offering a, a decent tour for the band We'll be out there and yeah. hopefully play a bunch in Nashville. We, we really want to play in Nashville. Oh, yeah. So I still have a lot of acoustic songs and songs that I've rearranged a bunch for country music and then do the rock and roll ones and, of course, finish up with our 15-minute version of yeah. <laughs> Spirit. Yeah, and I guess when you start this tour, maybe we from the UK can even come because fully vaccinated people are going to be allowed to the US very soon. Yeah, uh, I understand that's 
you know, being worked on. Mm. And uh, I'm in touch with the people from uh, Doctor and the Medics. Ooh. So uh, it would be really uh, interesting just to go there myself, hook up with them and mm. some other people we've met over the years uh, uh, that we know from there that either would either take my band or put a band together there. I just, for a few for a few shows and to Dr. Medics and me, that'd probably go over pretty well. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, so yeah. that's in the back of our head. We'll see how that works. Uh, once everything loosens up and we can travel and f- feel safe about it, because mm. uh, I'm, you know, I'm on the other side of 50, so <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I really want to be careful. I'm, mm. I'm heading towards 80, so yeah. Yeah, which is good. I feel fine, but mm. you know, you always want to be safe. Yeah, definitely. You bet. You bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the show. It's been great talking to you. Well, thanks very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it also. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.